sky's so blue. The birds are singing, I got nothing to do. Hey, 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 hey. It's a sunny day. My pocket's empty, my cupboard's bare. But call me illogical, I just don't care. Hey, hey, hey. It's just a sunny day. It's the KSL Greenhouse. Expert tips for flowers, trees, gardens, and soil. Our hosts are Maria Chaleos and Ton Bettis on KSL News Radio. Well, good morning and welcome to the KSL Greenhouse Show. The guy promised you that Maria was going to be here. He was misinformed this morning. Maria is taking a very well-earned, well-deserved day off. And I'm Dave Meekham sitting in for Maria and happy to have the brains of the operation sitting next to me. Ton Bettis from the USU Extension. Good morning, Ton. Good morning to you. and It's good to host with you. I, it's always fun to sit in for yeah, it, we. It's always fun to do. And, you know, when you get different, you know, Tim covered a couple of the remotes, you know, a month or two ago. Mm-hmm. And then you're co-hosting today. I always love getting the different perspectives and thoughts from the different co-hosts because Tim did the show long enough that he can regurge things just right. because he sat here for so long and right. knows the show. But I, everyone has different topics. You know, we always end up talking tomatoes <laughs> and, you know, that, things that of may that be nature. True. Maria loves the um, perennials and the annual flowers. So it's always just interesting to get a new perspective. Tomatoes may come up at some point today. Yeah, maybe at 9 o'clock. <laughs> That'd be a good time. But we have a plan of the day to talk about first, and it's Golden Rain Tree. It is. And this is one that is around, but it's not super common in residential areas. You usually see it in commercial developments, you know, industrial areas, at high schools. But the tree's blooming right now, and it's a gorgeous tree. And but the reason I wanted to talk about it is as our population expands, you know, in Utah County into Saratoga Springs and Eagle Mountain, you know, up in Weber County, things are moving west in similar in a similar situation where the soils are oftentimes marginal. And the golden rain tree is one of those few trees that will give you the shade, give you the flowers that grows in a lot of these marginal soils that we're now building on. Yeah, essentially the common denominator is if you're pulling your water out of Utah Lake or the Jordan River, this is kind of what we're talking about. It is, or shallow wells. It's really common in West Weber County for the ranchettes to have a well. And, you know, for the drinking water, it's filtered. But when they're watering their landscapes, it's mildly salty water. Ranchettes used to be my favorite band. <laughs> I've never heard of them. I had neither. But. <laughs> <laughs> Go us. Oh. But, uh, yeah, in this tree, I think the biggest thing people don't like about it is that it has seed pods on it that drop to the ground. And if they're left, the seeds will germinate and you get seedling trees that can be easily mowed down under the tree. But that seems to be why you don't see it in a lot of yards. Personally, you know, because I'm just more... You know, maybe I'm kind of like the cobbler who always has bad shoes and the kids always have bad shoes. Right. But I usually can't work in my yard until about mid-June because I'm so busy. 
I get a few tomatoes in my garden and, you know, it's just one of those things that the reality of life. And this is a tree I would put into my yard in a second. And I think I will because of its durability. It's kind of a unique looking tree as well. You know, it, it's, yes. it's, I don't know how to describe it. There's a little bit of yellow in it. I don't know. Maybe the picture I'm looking at is it was taken in fall. When it was, does does it always have that yellow or is that a... It flowers in July and then the seed pods come okay. in August and September. It is a member of a family of trees, the the genus is Clorotaria, that are n- more adapted to subtropical and Mediterranean climate. So areas like Los Angeles, San Diego, Central Florida, and this is the only cold-hardy member of the group of trees that are close, closer related. And so sometimes people will equate its look to more of a Mediterranean tropical look. Does it is it fairly drought tolerant? Yes, it's actually very drought tolerant, and so it'll once choice, established, though. it'll survive and be just fine, being deep watered every couple of weeks to a depth of about eighteen inches. And how large will it grow? I don't know if this. Well, the the fact sheet them. says thirty to forty feet, and that's a little large for Utah. Usually, in the thirty foot range is where you see them mature here, just because of a drier climate. Okay, and you said, but there's an issue with um, so this is a good, you know, a shade tree, and it's a it's a pretty tree, but there's an issue with seeding and the seed pods. Yes, and so in wetter areas of the United States, the Mid Atlantic states, it's been put on a watch list of being as being potentially invasive, and so in those areas, they're really keeping an eye on it. But we're dry enough here, and we've grown out long enough that it just hasn't become a problem because the seeds won't survive without water the first couple of years. And so if you live in an arid area like we do and those seeds drop into wildland areas, it's, they just don't survive because of a lack of rain. If you have this tree in your yard and you're constantly watering, though, then that maybe is a, a different consideration. Yeah, and so if it's coming up in your lawn, just mow it and it will. The seedlings are dead. As soon as they're mowed, sometimes you see them coming up in flower beds. And that's, I think, the reason why you don't see it as much Mm -hmm. in residential areas. But if it's coming up in a flower bed, if you see them coming up, just get a little pair of snips and clip it at the base of the seedling and it's done. Pruning cut at the base of the tree. Yeah, the the seedling. <laughs> That's right. Don't want to confuse that. Yes. <laughs> is this a is, is this tree easy to find at your local? Yes, it, most no, local garden centers carry it, and it's specced quite a bit in industrial areas because again, all of, the only help we're giving it in those areas is water, and it thrives in them, and so it is specked out quite a bit in areas with marginal soils and where it just won't see a lot of maintenance. and So, but I really, I think that it could be a suitable yard tree if people know what it does. And yeah, you may be out a couple of times in late summer raking up the seed pods, but that's about the only thing you need to do. Is this a tree that if it's near a sidewalk or a driveway or something, that the roots are going to be an issue lifting no, up the concrete? No, it doesn't get big enough to lift concrete. I, Pace in high school has a number of them in front of the school within two or three feet of concrete. They're probably going on 30 to 40 years old, and none of the concrete has been lifted. Sounds like a great tree for a lot of different uses. It is. And it, it, now, is it one that is a flowering cherry or, 
you know, a foreign crowd level. It's not, you know, just admittedly, but it's one that I think needs to see increased use because of our expanding population and our continued water problems that just will survive with less water, at least being deep watered less often than some other trees. If you lay down a pre-emergent at seeding time, would that prevent the seed? Absolutely. Yeah. If so that might be an easy way to manage Under the it. tree, if it is a flower bed area, something like preen, if it's on a lawn, mm-hmm. something along the lines of gallery, either of those would suppress the germination of the seedlings. So maybe that's one Yeah, that would be a way to do it. And I, I think the other thing with this tree is that it is one that, you know, is just, there's no hardly any pests or diseases that go after it. And it's, if it's overwatered continuously, it may get a root rot, but otherwise, you, I, in my 20 years in extension, I have never had a call on this tree saying, hey, what does disease or what pest is getting it? It's almost too good to be true, Tom. Yeah. There, there's yeah. probably something that we haven't discovered about this tree. Well, and, you know, and it's unfortunate. Sometimes you will see the widespread use of a tree, you know, Norway maples, for example, even the ash trees. And after about 40 to 50 years, it seems like something catches up. Mm-hmm. But so far with this tree, nothing has. Does it give you color in the fall? No, not particularly. The branch structure when the leaves drop is somewhat interesting. It's got a little bit of a twisted and unique look to it. So it's good for Halloween. It is. <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, I think we found uh, the almost perfect tree. Yeah, it is one that I think the drawback is the seed pods, but there's so many good aspects to it to be used. I I think it should be used more. All right, that's the golden rain tree, easily to eat. Easily found at your local nursery, so check that out. Is it now a good time to plant, or do we need to wait till fall? They don't need to wait for fall. It, you know, the uh, landscapers plant all summer long, mm-hmm. and they see a ninety-five to ninety-seven percent success rate as long as the plants are planted correctly and watched. And it's something we can plant all summer. And so, yeah, they can go in now. Cool. So you can go down and grab one of these and put it in today if that's uh, if that's going to suit a need that uh, you have. All right. We are going to jump out and take a break. Uh, we are going to come back and take some of your questions. Gordy and Paul are on the line. We're going to come to your calls next after this break. And KSL Talk is our uh, our line for to get you in. KSL Talk. And you can answer your questions. You can also text us at 57500. We'll uh, take your questions via text if that's a better option for you. And we'll be back after this on the KSL Greenhouse Show. We're back on the KSL Greenhouse Show, and Tom, we promised to take some calls. Let's do that. Gordy is first up. He's calling in from Clearfield. Good morning, Gordy. How are you today? I'm doing terrific. Excellent. How can we help you out? I have got some white flies that are swarming around my Thompson grape leaf, and it's causing them to model the, the leaf, and so that can't be good. So you have grape leaf hopper, and I would probably spray for it um, something along the lines of high yields, pet garden, and farm spray would work. There's a few others out there, but you don't want to let those go because they'll eventually most of the leaves will be either skeletonized, not really skeletonized, but white and brown by the end of the season. 
So I'd get on that sooner than later. I you're in my old stomping grounds up there. I grew up in West Point, and oh. um, I was up a couple weeks ago visiting my parents. I was like, oh man, I like this area. <laughs> but did you go to the fireworks? No, no, I did. Oh, my family used to do that all the time. But um, yeah, sorry, I kind of digress. We should be talking gardening, but. This, they're taking a, a, a tour yeah. back. And, yeah, a uh, tour back. Well, the Clarkville Fireworks, second biggest display in the state. Oh, is it? Yes. I think Stadium yeah. of Fire is the only one Stadium bigger. of Fire is probably number one. We used to go to Clarkville High School. There's a park west of it and sit right underneath them. And it was, I don't but know. But you haven't seen my neighborhood. No. It's crazy. Well, last <laughs> the 4th, the Pleasant Grove was a war zone. That's serious. I can't imagine the amount of money that burns smoke up and, on the yeah. Fourth of July. Yeah. So anyway, back to your grapes. I think you've got grape leaf hopper, and I would get them taken care of sooner than later. Uh, a pyrethrin spray. Yeah, uh, a, a permethrin spray. Yeah, that pet garden life, pet garden and farm. It used to be livestock, but they changed the name to farm. Is a one that's registered for a lot of different fruits and vegetables and things, and so that's one you could probably use. I just refer to the label to be sure. Okay. Now I've also got linden suckers coming up in my yard from my neighbor's tree that doesn't get watered, so it's it's stealing water from my yard, which isn't a problem. I I, I like the tree where it's at, but it's in a small little area by the side of their, their driveway, and it doesn't uh, get much water, so it's uh, getting water from my yard, but it's uh, kind of unsightly to have all these little trees show up. Uh, what should I do on that? Well, I, if you use herbicides, though most of them will damage the linden, but there is one product called Sucker Stopper, and it has a... A competitor, I think, is like sucker hammer or something, but they have a plant hormone in them that you clip the suckers and immediately spray them, and it's supposed to slow down the rate that the suckers come back for the season. And so you could use something like that. Well, I mean, sucker stopper spray, and what was yeah. the? I can't remember the name oh. of the other one, but it's a similar name. Uh, you could pick it up at J&J, Valley Nursery, um, IFA, maybe. Is it the Farm Source Dallas Greens up there, like Layton Farm, those sorts of areas? Yeah, I, I don't even know if Layton Farm and Garden is. Even yeah, I think it's so. gone, but. But J&J is my go-to. Yeah. So. Okay, right, Gordy. very good. Well, gurus of green, I appreciate your. Your uh, your advice. Yeah, not a problem. Thanks for calling. Thanks for calling, Gordy. Have a great day. All right, we got time for one more call here, Ton. Uh, let's check in with Paul. Paul's calling here from Sandy. Good morning, Paul. Good morning. How are we doing today? Great. How are you doing? Doing well, thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Of course. Um, I have some Siberian iris. I have two plants that are purple and two plants that are light blue. I've had them for about six years. They've... Uh, Bloomed, blossomed profusely before this year. Um, each of the purple plants I've gotten one bloom on, and I have gotten no blooms on the light blue ones. Um, I've not divided them before. What am I doing wrong? Uh, they need to be divided. 
So the one sign that iris needs to be divided is that they quit blooming. Okay. Um, how do I go about dividing that? Do I just you can them divide them at several different times, but generally it's considered the best time of year is in mid to late August um, just because you can split them and you can get a section of root um, with a fan on it, a good fan, and you clip that fan back by about a third and then just replant them. And that gives them enough time before late fall to get rerooted and gives you the best chance of them producing flowers the next year. Okay, I'll do it that way. Okay, Thank you, you very much. You can divide them in early spring or late fall, but that will just delay flowering. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. All right, thanks for your call, Paul. Ton, if somebody has never divided an iris before, is there a video? Does the, the extension have all a over video? U- I don't know if USU does, but there's videos on how to divide iris all over YouTube. And then the Utah Iris Society, who occasionally calls in with right. their shows, um, I think they have information online and you know to do it. But there's how to do it. You just basically dig them up, leave as much, you know, don't damage them, you know, don't do as little damage as you can. But it involves getting a sharp knife and just splitting them into root sections about four inches long maybe five, and each section of the root needs to have a fan of leaves on there. And you'll cut that fan of leaves back about the top third off of the fan and then just replant it. You can actually store them in a paper bag for a number of days. Hmm. They're pretty durable. Cool. Well, then, there you go. So if you've not done that before, information's out there. Go yeah, for it. I, I divided a bunch of them from my mother-in-law four or five years ago, and it's looking like they're going to need it again. So, All right, we need to break. Uh, We need to take a break here for the bottom of the hour news, traffic, and weather. And on the other side of that, we'll be back with more of your calls. Charlotte and Austin are both on the line. And if you want to check in with us, KSL Talk is the number, or you can text us at 57500. And we'll be back with more on the KSL Greenhouse Show.